When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why? Right, what up? Welcome back. Episode fucking I don't even know anymore. Whatever, of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Lead Sports New York and the Lead Sports Radio Network. Back again, as always, with Rob Lettinen. You can follow us both on Twitter. And the reason I say I don't know which episode it is is because we haven't done this in over two months. Because there's literally been nothing to talk about. Like, as always, like, you have, like, the draft. And then, like, that's always a big talk- talking point, for, not just for us, but for everybody. And then it's, like... A month and a half, two months of just kind of nothingness. Like, there's mini camps, but like, unless there's a, the, the old, there's only bad news that can come out of mini camps anyway. You don't hear of like, a, you're not talking about a spectacular touchdown catch and seven on seven on mini camp. You're talking about, oh, this person tore his ACL, that person tore his Achilles. So we've had, no, and thankfully that didn't happen with the Giants or Jets, so we've had nothing to talk about. But now we're back because both teams started training camp. Full, first full team practices were today, Wednesday. Uh, July 27th, both teams had all their players report on Tuesday of this week, but obviously that's just some, as usual, as usual, that's a lot of house cleaning stuff. But, uh, football is back, Rob, and so are we. How are you? Not too bad. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, they haven't, neither, neither of our teams have lost a game yet, so that's good. Yeah, um, I mean, the still, didn't start like that last offseason, and then, what was it like? That's, like like we were what a week or two away from uh, start of the season and lost in Torres Achilles and or ACL and dude I think I was like earlier than that I remember texting you like I remember I sent you a picture because the Jets had tweeted out a picture of him walking to practice yeah actually it might have been later because I think it was a joint practice with the it was Packers a joint practice with the Packers I think yeah no yeah you're right so maybe it was a little bit later maybe it was into August but like. I sent you, I remember I screenshotted uh, a picture of the Jets tweeted out of Lawson walking to practice, and I sent, I sent you the screenshot, and I was like, imagine going against this man. And then two hours later, yeah. all of a sudden we're talking about a tragic Achilles tear that ended his season basically right away. Like, we knew it was going to, like, when you have an injury like that, like, you're like, yeah, he's going to get a long time. It was like Sterling Shepard last December. Like, once he went down, once you found out it was Achilles, you're like, yeah, that's a while. It's like ACL. It takes a while. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's no bad news yet, obviously. Um, I, 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 as you and I both know, we're expecting that there is going to be because that's the state of New York football in this. But so far, so good. I mean, it's only been 24 hours, but like what, you know. That's it's a good start. It's a decent start for how these two teams. Neither of these teams have made the playoffs since like 1832. So yeah. I mean, you take what you get at this point. What? Yeah. 
hope for injuries, hope for progress. That's, that's about all mm-hmm. you can hope for at this point. Yeah. I saw – so I saw Fant was taken off the pup list, which is good. Because they said Sala – I think probably the bigger story between these two teams just today. Obviously, there will be more stuff in, like, over the next week, couple weeks, as there always is. But I think the big – not I, I wouldn't call it, like, a major story. But Sala basically confirmed that Becton's going to be the right tackle for now, at least. But I think I was already ex- – did you – you probably already expected that, right? I kind of did because I said if they were both healthy, him and George Fant, like, Becton's going to be on the right side. Like, you can't take what George Fant was able to do last year and be like, yeah, now you're back to right tackle. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I expected that. Yeah, with Makai, like, you didn't know how he's, how he's going to come back off the injury. There was obviously concerns about his weight. But from what I've seen today, all the pictures of him, he looks to be in shape. He looks really good. So He looks to be in shape. Yeah. We don't know if they're low-key worried behind those closed doors. I mean, like, I, it doesn't seem like he's in – it seems like he's already in better shape just looking at him from minicamp. Yeah. Which was six weeks ago, um, which just shows how athletic these guys are to, like, just sort of – that's what, that's why I never worry about anything too yeah, prematurely. I mean, we'll see, like, obviously what happens. But I think for now, right. obviously, you know, Makai's going to be right tackle unless, you know – if I think it's really fans to lose – I don't know, like, I think Makai would have to play out of his skull to, like, even mm-hmm. warrant Fant, like, even warrant him taking over left tackle. So I think if Fant starts to falter, that's, and Makai is playing well, I think that's when you can see the switch. But as of right now, there's, you know, you can't, you can't move Fant to right, right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, like, say, say they start the season Fant at left tackle, Makai at right, and Fant does go down. I don't know if they're going to move Makai to the left side. Like, I don't know if they want to, like, keep switching what side he's on. Like, I think if they're, if they're in, um, ensconching him into the right tackle spot now, with obviously the assumption and the hope that everyone's going to stay healthy, which never works out, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you always hope everyone's going to stay healthy, but that's not the case. That's not realistic. But, you know, it, with the hope that Fanton Beckton stay healthy, but I think they're going to go Fant left, Becton right now, full speed ahead. But if Fant goes down, I can't see them moving Becton to the left side midseason. I don't know if they want to. I, I think that's why. I think you're going to see a guy like Connor McDermott at left tackle or Max Mitchell, the rookie. Or if they sign someone before the regular season, which I think they should do. Because in that scenario that I just pointed out, I don't know if you can trust Connor McDermott or Max Mitchell to start at left tackle. In yeah. a year where they're supposed to win games. Yeah, well, I know, like, I think today, um, uh, was it Chuma Adoga was playing left tackle because Fant wasn't, wasn't full Oh, that's right. So mm-hmm. he was playing left tackle. And the only thing I saw about him, because obviously I read the beat writers' reports about what's going on. The only thing I saw is he got beat for sack. I don't know how the rest of the practice went. So I don't want to be like, oh, he's terrible. That's like the only thing yeah. I saw. Like, I'm, hopefully he played fine, uh, besides that. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it's also interesting. Because if you're engrossing Makai at right tackle this year, you assume that's his position going forward. Like, you assume that's, like, are you going to switch him next offseason? Because fans are free agent in the offseason. So, and there's right. questions about whether or not you bring him back, depending on, you know, if he plays really well, he's going to ask for a lot. Whether or not the Jets want to shell out that type of money um, is, is, you know, we'll see. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because if he, you know, if he does perform well, but, you know, we don't want to bring him back, then 
what's your plan at left tackle? Are you going to go after somebody else in free agency? Are you going to go after somebody in the draft? Are you going to, you know, stick with your guns, you know, with well, somebody move Makai back? Or are you going to put up Vera Tucker there? Because Vera Tucker played left tackle in college. Obviously, yeah. he's a guard, but. I don't know. I don't know if they would put Vera Tucker. I think that's sort of, that's a last ditch. Yeah, I don't They want to keep that interior set. Yeah. Because that interior has, like, the potential to be one of the league's best. You know, Connor McGovern, I think, is a well-established center in this league. Lakin Tomlinson is obviously good. That's their big ticket in free. That was the big free agent signing. And they love Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Vera Tucker, and why wouldn't they? They traded up to get him, and they had a good first year. So I think they want to keep that interior set. How old is, so Fant is just turned 30. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough situation if they want to re-sign him because if they're going to re-sign him, I think they got, he's going to be 31 next year. He just turned 30 a, a week ago. And that's a tough because if you're going to re-sign him, I think you want to re-sign him to a deal that's more towards the team-friendly side now because you don't want, like if you if he goes out there and he's a stud if he's a stud left tackle if he proves that last year wasn't just a career outlier and potentially he's even better than last year you're looking at a th- you're looking at a situation where you're going to need to pay him a lot of money and you're going to want to bring him back because he's an established veteran left tackle who would at that point prove in two years in a row that he can play in this league but he's going to be 31. And yeah. that's not the side of 30 you want for a guy that you're a uh, left tackle, especially that you're going to pay a significant amount of money. That's a tough situation. I think I, they got to resign him now. If they, if they're really confident in him and George Fant now, they got to do it now before he either, before it gets to a point where, as I just said, he's really good and he's going to be demanding even more money and he's going to be yeah. even older. That's yeah. a, I think they got Douglas has got to do it now, and I think Douglas will do it now. I think they'll resign him. I, I I don't know. I can't. I could throw out any number right now, and I'd probably be wrong as to far as what the annual value would be. But I think Douglas would. I think Douglas would do it now. I think he should. And if yeah. they have the cap space to get it done, and if it's going to be cap friendly, then yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I also think like you know you're talking worst case scenario, like if you sign now. So you sign him for a little less, and yeah, maybe he, maybe last year was an outlier, and he goes back to being like, you know, okay, maybe like not mm-hmm. great. I mean, I think at that point, if you signed him, you're stuck with him. I mean, I think at that point, you, you put Makai back at left and you put him at right. Like, I think that's the play you have to make. I mean, obviously, like right. you said, they probably don't want to do that, but like if it comes down to it and he goes back to being what he was before last year. Like, mm-hmm. you can deal with a right tackle that's only okay, but, like, your left tackle needs to be solid. Obviously, you know, the blind side of the quarterback. So, yeah. and especially if Makai's playing well, then, like I said, I mean, you flip him around. Yeah, you're overpaying for a right tackle, but, you know, at least it's, be- like, it's better than, like, you'd rather have your line set up better than just putting someone somewhere because they're getting paid. Like, that's not really how right. it, I know it does work like that sometimes, but, like, you know, that's not how it works. Like, if you want to protect that, you put the best left tackle on the team. So if that ends up being Makai, then, you know. But I also understand why he wouldn't do it because, he, you know, what if they are they are like, oh, well, this is just, that was an outlier. And then next thing you know, next year he's, you know, this year he's bad. And they don't re-sign him. And then everyone's going to be like, look at Joe Douglas again. He's a genius. Like, he didn't re-sign him now. So he can either sign yeah, him for 
you right tackle or they move on and they pick up somebody else in free agency or, you know, with the with their first round draft pick, they, ta- they, they go after a guy. Well, I think that's part of the job description of a GM too, is like sometimes you're going to make those moves that aren't, that don't hit. Like we yeah. love Joe Douglas. We praise Joe Douglas all the time. Look at his 2020 draft class. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, you know, I mean, Makai, we're talking about Makai. I mean, Makai hasn't exactly, I mean, Makai was solid his rookie year, but last year was lost, and he has, you know, the weight and commitment-related uh, issues that we've that we've seen the last year, and it's paired that with who else did he draft that year? Ashton Davis isn't, any, isn't you know, mm-hmm. Ashton Davis isn't exactly <laughs> assuming, you know, Denzel Mims maybe uh, he may cut or maybe, Tree, uh, preseason trade bait. A- Ashton Davis isn't exactly assuming a, he's not a starter yet. Because yeah. Ashton, Ashton Davis was a third rounder. And he's going into his third year. And there's not even really much of a discussion if he's going to start. It's going to be Jordan Whitehead and Lamarcus Joyner at those two safety spots. I think yeah. you could have, I think you could interchange, I think you could maybe, you know, Lamarcus Joyner's spot is a little iffy right now because he only played nine snaps last year. He's coming back off that triceps injury and but Douglas did re-sign him, even after he only played nine snaps last year, so we obviously see something in him. Yeah. And basically the point is, is you know, back to the original point, is Joe Douglas and any GM in this league or any GM in professional sports, you're going to have those misses. So he's going to have to make a decision at some point on fan, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You can't yeah. go back and you can't yeah, rewrite Yeah, that was a rough but, for, for Douglas for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird, though. It was weird because it was like he had already been there a year, and they were like, oh, this is his first draft. This is his first bit, one of his first big tests. And I always forget that he was hired after. <laughs> like, when. Yeah. Um, they hired Gates yeah. and hired him, which was ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculously stupid to do that. I mean, I don't, I don't think any Jets fan would disagree with you about any decision to I'm hire not, that, that involved Adam Gase. I'm not even just talking about the hiring of Gase. I'm just talking about, like, you hire your GM first, then you hire your coach. That's how it should that be. Was, yeah, that was the issue with the Giants last time when they they basically forced a Dave Gettleman-Joe Judge marriage in uh beginning of 2020, and that obviously didn't work out. Um, no. You know, they, they, I don't know. I mean, again, we could look back and say, why this, why that, like, with either of these two teams, but, you know... The bottom line is the Giants should have fired Dave Gettleman after 2019, right when they fired Pat Shermer, but they didn't. And yeah. so they forced they forced the marriage, which obviously was a disaster for two years. They won 10 games in two years. They were looked to be on the up and up going into last year, the Giants were, and then everything fell apart and they won four games and they looked worse than they did the year before. It doesn't work out. But I think... When you talk about, like, the Jets tackle situation, I think it makes total sense to put Fant there at left tackle because this is – a lot of people are saying, like, oh, maybe the Jets are a year away from contending. Maybe this is more of, like, a seven-win team right now. And Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are not thinking that at all. They want to win, and they want to win games now. Yeah. This is Joe Douglas's fourth year as a GM, and this is the second year of the Robert Sala and Zach Wilson era. They're not – and this this – they know this market. They know how impatient this market and this fan base can be. And they know that they haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. So they're looking at the best possible option for every single position, especially on that line, and especially with these weapons that they have. Because they have the weapons for Zach Wilson to improve. They went out and got they, – they, 
drafted Garrett Wilson. They went out and signed the two tight ends, and they drafted Jeremy Ruckett. They they signed Lake and Tomlinson. They have you know they have the Zach Wilson. We at least presume has the supporting cast to develop efficiently and effectively. It's all going to be on the offensive line. So yeah. they have to put the best five guys. And as I said, I think they have the interior set more than set. I think that interior could be one of the league's best because of the talent on that interior. But the two tackle spots are iffy because Fant is getting older. Who knows if last year was a career outlier. He had offseason knee surgery as well. And Mekhi Becton has his issues. They need to put, they need to figure out what the best combination of those two is moving forward. And, um, and Fan at left and Becton on the right side is, it should be a no-brainer. It could change, obviously. Like, if, if one of those two guys struggles or suffers an injury, then you make changes. That's why you have the depth pieces. That's why they drafted Max Mitchell. That's probably why they considered Drafting um, one of the top offensive tackles in the draft, whether it was Iki Equinu at number four, whoever it may be. Obviously, we saw the Jets link to Equinu um, as the draft got closer. But Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, everyone else needs to put the best possible option in every spot so they can improve. They want to win games now. They're not waiting a year. Some Jets fans are like, oh, seven and ten, but the next year. No, they want to do it now. They set it all up so they could have success this year. There's no excuses anymore. Yeah. They got the guy, they signed the guys, they drafted the guys, second year of the head coach, second year of Zach Wilson. Like, it's gotta happen now. And I think they're just trying, they're doing what they can to make sure that they're in the best position possible to win games moving forward. And fan of the left tackle's gonna do that. Cause we don't, we don't, Beckton's in good shape now, but we don't, you know, there's always, there always could be question marks. I mean, yeah, it has been with Beckton for a number of years already. So we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like you know, obviously, mm-hmm. I see. You know, I always see Makai tweeting out like people hating on him, and he responds, and which I think is funny. Like good for him. Um, I think so, it's funny. I I think I I think it's funny. I, I didn't. I, I don't think he needed to wear that shirt to minicamp. Yeah, like, but I, I don't like. I get it. I, I get you want to like. I get you know. That's what the media was saying, you know, all those, the words he had in his shirt, where it was lazy, overweight. I, I, I forget the exact words he had on yeah, it. I should yeah, look yeah. it up. But it, I mean, like, do you need to show up wearing that? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's not like a major issue. It's not like this thing where it's like, oh, it's over with back then trade him. But like, yeah, not, I, well, I, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, I have faith him. I think he's going to do well. Um, but I mean, if he, if he ends up like sailing, whatever's yeah. it. He's going to look stupid. I mean, playing stuff, he's going to look stupid. Um, yeah, well, that's the risk-reward. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think you can wear a shirt like that and, like, not be putting in the work. And I think he is, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, people had all these overreactions about his stuff. And I think, like we said, we don't know what's going on behind the behind the door. We don't know, you know, what, you know, Sala and Douglas are saying, like, what they think, if they're worried, if they're not. You know, obviously, they're going to, you know, portray that they, they're not worried and that they trust him. So it kind of comes down to like, let's see, you know, let's mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I like I said, I I have faith in him. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he'll be a really good piece for this uh, team going forward. So um, whether that's left or right tackle, you know, you know, mm-hmm. may be seen. Um, but I think as of right now, like you, there's you, there's no way you can not have Fant start at left tackle. Like there's just no way uh, you can right now. And you know, 
like you said, like they're trying to win games now, but also like you need to do what's best for Zach now because we've seen like teams try to help their quarterback a little too late and it's 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 too late at that point, you know, they're screwed, they're already mm-hmm. underdeveloped and they're never gonna catch up. Zach, I think, you know, obviously didn't have the best cast last year, especially with all the injuries. So, you know, this year if they can stay healthy, you know, this is a huge test for Zach because if they can stay healthy, he's got what he needs. And if, you know, they don't see improvement, I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, move on. I think that's too early. But I think especially with this market and, you know, what they did with Sam and everything, you know, not this season, but the season after that, if he's not, you know, like what they see as a franchise quarterback, then, you know, he's done. Because they have done everything right. they need. And that's the thing is, like, the Jets, although, like, obviously, you know, Jets fans are going to freak out if Zach isn't the guy. Jets fans are like, same old Jets, you know. And they'll go on and on about that because, and I understand why, because we haven't been in the playoffs in 12 years and, you know, we suck. And, but the thing is, is, like, at least we know that, like, going, like, we, at least we know, like, we did everything we can for Zach. For Zach and if he fails... Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't pan out, then, like, we can sleep well knowing, like, all right, well, we'll move on, find the next guy, and hopefully he's the one. And hopefully we can keep those pieces that we built to help him out, you know? But, like, yeah. it's it, you don't want the same thing happening that happened with Darnold where you're, like, you know, half the fan base is saying, trade him, half the fan base is saying, get him pieces. And so you don't want to be in that situation. And you don't want to be in that situation where you don't know, like, what's going to happen. You don't know if you gave him enough time, like, with the, with what we've done so far, it's we're gonna know, and you know, like you know, the Giants are in the same like a similar situation with Darnold as with Jones because they don't know if they've done enough at this point. So now you well, have one year right now where like you this could be a complete throwaway year where like he yeah. plays he doesn't play well he doesn't you know he doesn't do what you guys are hoping, and then this this year is a waste and now you have to restart the process all over again. Well, I think. I think Jones is a little screwed right now. And I said this, but I think, I think a lot needs to happen for them to bring Jones back, whether it be on a long-term deal or the franchise tag. And I think the fran- either way, it's going to be risky because the franchise tag for quarterbacks is projected to be over 30 million next year. Yeah. Like you're going to pay Daniel Jones over $30 million for one year. So even that seems like, because Daniel Jones needs to make a Josh Allen-esque improvement, and they need to win games. Because yeah. if if the Giants win games, and the Giants are good, and the Giants are on the cusp of the playoffs somehow, or they get over the hump and they're in the playoffs, but Jones doesn't prove to be the absolute face of the franchise, they may look at a veteran bridge option and or draft a quarterback next year. Because it's a, it's a situation... It's a similar situation to, like, what the Titans are with Ryan Tannehill as well as what the Niners are with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're good enough to make the playoffs, but they don't have that star quarterback that could get them to that next step. They don't have the Mahomes or the Josh Allen or Herbert. What's that? But is the Giants roster good enough to make the playoffs? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Or, or you fl- or or you flip it. Say Jones is good, but the Giants are bad. They'll be in position to potentially draft one of the top quarterback prospects next year, and that's if they have, um, you know, that sounds it, paying a rookie quarterback who you can develop versus paying a guy thirty million a year, Jones, 
when he's not good, when the team around him isn't that good anyway, because they in that scenario they're not winning games. You go with the rookie quarterback. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the Giants oh, roster yeah. is good enough to win games this year. Everyone talks about the weapons. There's an issue with all of them. I mean, just look at the rec- receivers. Kenny Galladay gets paid 18 million a year to not find the end zone, and he's not overly durable. Uh, Kadarius Tony was at times a mystery last year. Darius Slayton probably getting cut. Sterling Shepard very injury prone. Is coming off an Achilles um, uh, Achilles tear in December. He might not even be ready to start the regular season. Uh, Wondell Robinson's a rookie. Could he be good? Yeah, sure. But he could also be a bust. We don't know. It's been one practice. Yes. So there's so many. And then at the tight the tight end position, they don't have a number one, a true number one tight end in this league. The Giants don't. Uh, and um, offensive line, probably better than it has been in the last decade. But they still need to hit the field for week one. Yeah, there still, still could be. Still, it, there's, you still probably can't say it's top 15 in the NFL. Like, yeah, and all those issues I just pointed out, they don't. the Giants don't have the star quarterback play to overcome all of them. You know, if those issues pan out with in Green Bay, at least they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If those uh, issues Rod- pan out in Kansas City, what's that? I said Rodgers is still bringing them to the playoffs. Mahomes still bringing them to the playoffs. I know. Because exactly. good. Jones isn't. I mean, you never know. Because... Most because star quarterback play is the answer. Yeah. In this league, I mean, look at the last, even even in um, the Rams. Like I wouldn't consider Matthew Stafford like a superstar Holmes level quarterback, but with that roster, he's good enough to bring them to the next level. That's why they thought like how I just how I just. Oh yes, I yeah I totally would agree. I'm not saying I don't think he's top five. No, I wouldn't put him top five. I think I think Burrow is a little bit closer to top five than Stafford is, just by age. I think they're both pretty close. I think I think they're both. Well, yeah. Oh I yeah. Think I don't think both of them. Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. I think Herbert's bad. I, th- I think Herbert. I think if they. Like, <laughs> I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, the Chargers, no. there needs to be a petition to get Herbert traded somewhere else where he could actually play playoff football. Yeah, if they don't make it this year, that's just absurd. That's I was so I was so upset when the Steelers made the playoffs over the Chargers this past year because we had to see Mahomes absolutely crush Pittsburgh in the playoffs instead of um, instead of like Chiefs versus Chargers in the wild card because it was that that freaking thing where the Raiders won on the game winning field goal week eighteen. Yeah, because when like if head coach called the timeout. Yeah, and they and they like over. Oh no, I think it was it was it Brandon Stanley called the timeout, and uh, Rick Bisaccia well, for the Raiders. It. They weren't going to. They were going to take a knee, and they were both going to tie. Because all week everyone's like, oh, like the Colts it's lose to the Jaguars, and if they tie, they go. And all of a sudden, Colts lose to the Jaguars. They absolutely collapsed the last month of the season, or whatever it was. And then everyone's like, they're not going to tie. And then it's end of regulation, and then it's five minutes, and it's like, oh, my God, this might happen. And then, of course, the Raiders kicked the field goal, and then we had to see Big Ben in the playoffs over Justin Herbert. Yeah, but, like, because why should we get anything that we want? Yeah. But, no, I think uh, the star quarterback play is the absolute answer in this league. And before, yeah. the, Rams had, before the Rams had Stafford, like, they were in the same position as I said the Niners were with Garoppolo or the Titans with 
um, Tannehill. They had a quarterback that was good enough, and they had a roster that was good enough to get them to the playoffs, get them to the Super Bowl a couple years ago with Goff. But obviously McVay wanted that next step up when it comes to the most important position in sports to get them over the hump, and it did in a year. Yeah, and they literally, then they won right away. I yeah. Mean, like, it was, and they were like very, you look at like power rankings and odds to win this. I mean, they were up there from the beginning. Because everyone knew what Stafford was. Everyone knew Stafford was in a terrible situation for a decade in Detroit. And uh, they needed to get a guy like that. But like reverting back to the whole Jones situation, I don't think, I really don't think there's a scenario where Jones stays. Because for him to stay, He'd have to be make a Josh Allen type improvement, he and they win games. Like he'd have to be no debate, like top ten talent. And, and they have to win games with a defense who's probably not going to be too great because every cornerback is super young. Yeah. Like they have to get rid of James Bradbury. They don't have a, they have a Dory Jackson as a number one corner. Could he be a number one corner? I mean, possibly. He had a solid year last year, but besides that, all the cornerbacks are either. Third year, second year, or rookie. Like, they don't have any sort of experience, and they're going to probably run a lot of man coverage. So, there's no way Jones is staying. This is his last year. They're going to see what they can do with him. I think they, they obviously, the front office, the Giants got screwed this year because there were no quarterback prospects really worth taking in the top ten. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think, I think yeah, I mean, we. I, I think we did mock Malik Willis number two. But, um. Yeah, that's just more fun. <laughs> I, I, I always wonder if, like, GMs look at, like, mocks, and they're just, like, these idiots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, I mean, also, like, we, this was, we did ours, like, before the whole thing about what's-his-name came out, like, like, the guy that got drafted by the, um, Jags, what was his name again? The Edge guy from Bama. Oh, Trevon Williams. Yeah. Like no one, Trevon Walker, excuse me. Yeah, Walker, Walker, that's who it was. Like no one expected him to go one overall. So that's when we did our mock. And then at that point, like, I mean I I with the Lions, I would have mocked Aiden Hutchinson into them if he was there, but obviously like no one was like, There's no shot anybody but Aiden yeah. Hutchinson goes first overall and then out of nowhere the Jags take Walker. Which I think will be hilarious if he doesn't pan shot up the I think it'll be hilarious if he doesn't pan out. Walker shot up the draft boards. As fast as I've ever seen somebody shot up the draft. Well, he wasn't even like fifteen, and then he was one. I think I not. I think I may have mocked him like twenty second one time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, and not too and not too long before the draft either. I'm talking like a couple weeks before the draft. I think I mocked him in the twenties. Maybe yeah. I gotta look. And I mean, if he doesn't end up panning panning out, like this would be like just typical Jags, like. They're going to look terrible. Yeah. Because, like, you have a guy that was from last year, like, they're talking about a top five guy from last year, played great throughout the season, gets gets on the gets on the board, and you're like, how could it not be him? This guy has done everything, like, from, he was good in the combine, great in college, he's been yeah. consistent, like, compared to Walker, who, I mean, his combine was ridiculous, a freak athlete, but his stats were not good, like, in college. No. Like, he was not, like, and I understand that sometimes, like, you know, athleticism matters more, but, like, you got to get both. with it. Like, when you're talking about the first overall draft pick, if Walker is not, like, at least a Pro Bowl caliber player, that an absolute, 
like atrocity to 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 have taken him over Hudson. I Day. know. Yeah, I, I I the thing is is like yeah, you're right. With the athleticism, sometimes the upside is a lot more meaningful. Because I think if you look, I think Jermaine Johnson had better numbers than Trevon Walker. He did, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but that doesn't always. That's that's. No. I mean, they consider that they consider the numbers. Obviously, why wouldn't they? But like, that's not the entire. No, but you know, with the first argument pick in the NFL draft, you shouldn't have to pick between one or the other. Like, you should be getting somebody that you're yeah. like. It's not. Oh, he's got huge potential. His stats weren't that good, or his stats were really good, but his potential is not, or his athleticism isn't great. Like, with the first overall pick, you have anybody. You should be picking the guy, you know, obviously dependent on what you need, but you should be picking the guy that's mm-hmm. like, this guy's a star. And, you know, I think Hutchinson is that. I don't, I don't think anybody can say with certainty without just like being an idiot. And saying that Trayvon Walker is mm. going to be an absolute superstar, I don't think you could sit there and convince me that he could be one. Like I'm, I'm not like that he is going to be one. Like I can see how he could be one, but like it's fifty fifty for me right now. Like bust or, or a huge success. Like yeah. it, it could go either way. When I think with Hutchinson, like the way I see it with him, it's like it's not a hundred percent guaranteed. He's he's a really good player, but I mean it's definitely more than fifty percent. Like I think there's a huge chance that he ends up being a right. really good player. When you, mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I could see, I could see Hutchinson making, uh, the producing the most early on. Yeah, I think Hutchinson. I think I could definitely see Hutchinson being a defensive rookie of the year. Um, Matt Sauce, baby, come but on. that who? This is gonna be Sauce. Come on, it's gonna be Sauce. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> they're gonna throw it his way all the time. No, they, they, they uh, I don't know. It's just, nah, I think he'll be fine. I actually like Sauce a lot. I did, you know what, you know what's funny is like, I actually saw, I actually saw a theory on Twitter. I forget who, who, who sent it out, but it's, it's a theory on mock drafts. And they said if the draft was earlier in the calendar year, cause there's two and a half months from the Super Bowl to the draft. Yeah. If they said if the if the draft was earlier in the year, people would be more successful, per, do, you know, putting together their mocks because there wouldn't be as much time to overthink. Yeah. And I'm like that. That literally was the case with the cornerbacks in the draft. I remember the early the early mocks were like had Derek Stingley before Sauce Gardner, and then all of a sudden, as the months go by, as the weeks go by. Every mock has Sauce first, and then Derek Stingley second. Draft night comes, it's, oh, yeah, Derek Stingley went first. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like everybody... What's that? That was also, like, that was also weird, though, like, you know, because Stingley... did the Texans reached, And I think it was more so that the fact that the Texans just clearly liked a lot of his freshman year tape and ended up going with that. Mm. Uh, The best team of all time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're literally yeah. talking about the best team of all time, and a redshirt, and a, and, a, and, a, and a true freshman being the, debatably the best defense, probably, no, being the best defensive player on that defense that was part of the best team ever. Like, I mean, I understand why he was taken first. Um, right. I think Sauce was more consistent um, at an elite level, but I think that um, Singley's elite level was is unmatched by really any prospect ever. Like his ceiling of, is higher, his yeah. Ceiling is his ceiling is you know 
one of the best corners of all time by like, and that's not even an exaggeration. That is his ceiling. If he plays like right. he did his freshman year, I mean, that is like, I mean, he, you're talking about someone that's like in debate for the best corner of all time. I mean, not saying mm. it's going to happen, just saying that's his ceiling. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, if you have like, I mean, yeah, if you have a guy who you think could be one of the best of all time, and I, I, I don't think that would be a reach at number three. But like, I mean, a lot of people thought it was a reach at number three. Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just so like confused on why. Like, I know I said there weren't a lot of quarterbacks worthy of taking. There weren't any quarterbacks worth taking in the top five, top ten. But I'm surprised, like, there wasn't more buzz around the Texans drafting a quarterback. I think they're kind of punting on this year. Yeah, which I think is service to Davis Mills. I think, given the situation he had last year, he performed extremely well. Yeah, Uh, but Davis Mills doesn't have a lot of upside, I don't think. He's not. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, like, you, I mean, how many people can you say similar things about that, you know, did end up panning? I mean, Russell Wilson was, what, a third-round pick? Dak was a fourth-round pick? Like, you're talking about people that, like, you know, coming into the NFL, you're like, ah, you know, they, you know, this is just like a maybe just in case. But now, you know, Russell Wilson and Dak are both debatably, I would say Russell Wilson definitely is, but Dak is also debatably a top 10 guy at, at the quarterback position. He just got paid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I, I understand why people are like, oh, you know, like he doesn't have a lot of potential. But it's it at the same time, it's like, you know, you put him on a team that's actually competent that has – Mm-hmm. you know, a decent team around him, like, he's probably throwing up pretty decent numbers. He's probably throwing up definitely top 15 numbers last year, maybe even top 10, like, if you give him a team, you know, if you were to throw him on a team that, like, the Rams, like, I guarantee he throws up really, really good numbers. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see anything to tell me that, like, you know, they should move on. Like, I understand that maybe they really love one of these guys, like, coming out, like, Bryce Young, so maybe they are punting, but... I also really don't think that's fair. I think Davis Mills, like, is – I think I think someone will and someone should give him a shot if the Texans are, like – if he plays yeah. a season last year with absolutely nothing to help him because they did not help him, you know. Um, you know, sad news with Mechie. I, I like Mechie coming out, but obviously, you know, he's got uh, cancer. So he's he's out this year. So who's, mm-hmm. who does he have? Cooks? Like, they, they got the rookie. I'll look up the um... – I mean that team is just. I look up the. Uh, so. I was I I wasn't watching many Texans games week in and week out, so I can't say off the top. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just think of yeah, the difference. Um, so. Give give uh give Danny Amendola some credit, dude. I mean, jeez. He's on that come on now. Was <laughs> played eight games. Um, yeah, like you you look at their their roster <laughs> and their death chart, and it's pretty sad. So it's like. If he can throw, if he's like decent, like if he throws up the numbers like he did last year, like I don't see why a team wouldn't be like, why don't we take a shot? Like, why not take a shot? Like, if you're a team that needs a quarterback, and maybe, you know, maybe a team like, maybe a team that like finish ends up finishing okay, you know, but their defense because their defense is good and they want to like maybe they can't get one of the top guys in the draft and they don't want to trade up for it. It's like, dude, why not just give them give Davis Mills a shot? Like, I don't see. There's no downside to it, really. Because, like, if anything, he's a bridge quarterback. That's, like, worst-case scenario. And you're not yeah. going to have to trade much for him, and you're not going to have to pay him anything. He's still on his rookie deal. So it's, like, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's I a guess. bad It's going to – I mean, they're, they're, they're going to – you know what helps is they're not in a good division. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not like – it's it's not like they're in the AFC West and that that's, like, 
it's that's the fourth team in the AFC West where it's like, you know, everyone else is just super good and that was a real good quarterback. But, um, dude, I can't believe this freaking thing with uh, <laughs> Kylo's contract. Um, I don't know how best to watch tape. I feel, I feel so bad because everyone always makes jokes about Kyler. They say, oh, because of his height. Like, everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, he's like a little kid. Like, short Kings. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's short Kings. Exactly. Yeah. They always say he's a, you know, he's a little kid. Look at his, like, and then they give him a homework clause. He does kind of run like a little kid. First of all, he runs like the most electric player I've ever seen. He's the not most electric quarterback in the league. He's uh-huh. not the best quarterback in the league. Not by any stretch of the imagination. He's the most electric. I don't know, Lamar? He's so fun to watch. Come on. No, I'd say he's more electric. To, I, I'd say Kyler's more fun to watch than Lamar. Kyler's one of the most fun players I've ever seen. Fun players to watch. So, I'm not saying he isn't very fun to watch. I think I agree. But, yeah. No, I'd I mean, still take him. I'd still take him number one. If I'm doing fantasy quarterback rankings, I'm still doing Kyler number one. Really? Kyler one. Interesting. I think so. That's Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I did take Kyler last year, though, and that the Kyler was on a little bit of an MVP run first half of the year. Yeah, that always happens with people like Russell Wilson when he had, like, the MVP locked up and then dropped off for the last season. <laughs> like, he was literally on pace for one of the best Dude. of all time and then disappeared. He had, like, 11 touchdowns and nine com- incompletions, like, through the first, like, yeah. three games. Oh, yeah, it was absurd. And then for the last, like, seven games of the season, he had, like, Four touchdowns and like five ticks and like yeah. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been all that great since. He hasn't been all that great since. That's why I'm not like. I'm gonna be honest with you. Everyone loves the Broncos this year, and I get it. I don't know if I totally, totally see. I think I think they could be fourth in that division. I think they're a good. They're a good team. Like every team in that division is great. I I still. I I think. I think Raiders end up fourth, but. I could I could see that the Broncos. I could see any of those teams really being fourth besides the Chargers. I can't see the Chargers being fourth unless all right. Far far What did you say? You don't see the Chiefs being fourth, or you do see the Chiefs being fourth? I do see. Yes, I could see it. Like, but making the playoffs though. I mean, yeah, of course. I think everyone in that division can make the playoffs, but I mean, we're talking about like fourth, like. You know, with, like, there's concerns for, like, there's concerns you could bring up for each team besides, like, besides, like, the Chargers. I mean, if the Chargers, it, bar injury, if the Chargers are fourth, that's, like, I mean, like, Herbert's got to, like, like find a way out of his contract. Because, like, cause I know he's going to be playing out of his skull, so it's, like, if, if he plays really well, <laughs> like he did last year and they're fourth, bro, I am, if I was him, I'm, like, requesting a trade. Because that's ridiculous. They trade because then they're going to be in a spot where if he's like, incredibly good, they're going to have to give him a contract. Yeah, and, they're and gonna if he's going to be incredibly good again, like they're going to give him more than Kyler Murray is getting paid, which is what forty six yeah. million a year. Which I mean, is not really. What's Mahomes getting? I don't think Mahomes is. I think the number one. I think annual value. I think number one is Rogers. Yeah, right now because of that new deal, and I think Murray is. I think. Kyler is second, and the the Sean Watson maybe third. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I gotta look up. Like I gotta look up the. Uh, and well, this year he's getting paid like nothing to Sean. That's right. 
He's still on still on that one deal where he's, I think this year he's going to pay like one and a half, but it's like that four years after. Well, they well they restructured the contract to make it his base salary one million this year because they're anticipating him getting suspended. Yeah, which correct. Is like I think, which is inevitable. Yeah. Dude, I saw something last week where a Cleveland radio host, I think for like ESPN Cleveland or like ESPN Ohio, or whatever, uh, said it's like from my sources, it might be, I think they said two to four games, and I was like, I was like, bullshit, it's two to four games. There's no well chance. I did see that like if the NFL suspended or maybe for four to six games. I said maybe four to six games. It was whatever. It was. Any any interval between two to six, I got to look up the tweet. But yeah. either way, I'm like, there is no. Yeah, I think he well, gets suspended the entire year. I, I'm I speaking up. I saw a thing that like said that like if the NFL tries to suspend him for the year, um, he's gonna sue with the NFL Players Association backing him. I mean, yeah, that's so I, that's I, also I, inevitable if that if he is suspended for the, the entire year. Are anticipating an eight games an eight game suspension. That's what they're the Browns are. Yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, I don't know how solid these sources are. I don't even remember who it was from. It was from like a like it was it wasn't from like a no name guy. I don't remember who it was. But like the Browns are anticipating eight games, um, which I think at this point is like, I think I would I think that is the, the amount of time I expect at this point is eight. I think it's going to be eight. I think. I think that the NFL doesn't want the publicity of getting sued by him for giving him a year. And obviously they can't go less. They can't do like two or four. Like that'd be terrible. So I think that like the way it's going to end up shaking out is like the the NFL knows they can't go too long or he's going to sue. It's going to just, you know, be there. I think, cause let's be fair. The NFL wants to brush this under the rug, but like they want this out of of their face. They do it with everything. Yeah. They they, they do with everything. Tyreek Hill. All, all everything that's happened, where it's like blatantly mm-hmm. obvious that they've done something terrible, and they're like, "Oh well, you know, you know, let it go," or you know, eventually they, it's yeah. out of the news. So I think that's they what do I that think. every time. I think it's gonna be eight games. I think, and I think Deshaun and his and his team and the NFL Players Association accepts it and doesn't do anything. And then I think the NFL is like, "Well, you know, eight games is you know enough for people to you know move on." I don't really know what the NFL expects. Obviously, like. People are gonna hate him for the rest of his career. Like he's, you know, a terrible person, obviously. Yeah. So that's that's absolutely yeah. To bring up the prior point, so the highest paid. So Rogers is number one. I, I yeah, I knew that at fifty point three a year. This is going by what they're getting paid per year. Kyler's two. Deshaun is three. Okay. Kyler's just. Kyler is just above Watson. Okay. This is per USA Today. Um, Kyler is 46.1, Watson is 46. Uh, Mahomes is 45, but Mahomes is locked in for 10 years. That's fucking insane. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I think they're being 10, 450. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think with incentives, it can get up to over half a billion. Um, is, what's the, did I extend? Like, he extended, right? Who's that? Mahomes? Oh yeah, Allen is right. Allen is number five. Allen's at forty-three. Allen is six-year, two fifty-eight. Um, and then Carr is forty point four seven. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and then, I'm, I'm, I'm a Carr stand, but that's uh, 
quite a bit for him. And then you got tied for, and then you got Prescott and Stafford are 40. Kirk Cousins is up there. Kirk Cousins is a all-time bad getter. Do you really? One year. Yeah. (laughs) Kirk Cousins has cashed in his entire career. I don't know who his agent is, but he is fucking cashed in. He's done after this year, right? Like, they respect gave him more money, and they said one year. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be, I don't know if he'll be a Viking after this year. That's, if they make the playoffs. That's what I'm interested in. I'm very interested in who, like. Actually, that's not fucking true. They'll, after this year, regardless of what happened, he'll probably get like one year 52. They're just going to keep extending him a year. Just like, you're, you're just, he, he's just going to keep getting, he's just going to keep cashing in. That's what, well, that's he, what Kirk like, Cousins if he, if he leaves, like, I mean, where would he go? Like, I like Kirk Cousins. I think, I think Giants, he's good. Maybe? I don't think he's like. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's, like, top ten, but I think there's, there's your veteran bridge option if you're the Giants and Cousins leaves. Well, Cousins <laughs> will be well, – Cousins, yeah. Cousins will be a lot better than what you've had. So Yeah. He, he would be the well, – but, yeah. but you know, but you also have to remember, you're going to be paying him 40. Like, he's going to want – he's not going to take a cut unless he has a bad – Yeah, year. but – yeah, I know, but yeah, I think – Unless you – You also need to take into consideration. Like, I think if you sign consider- him, you take a cut. Well, you need to take into consideration the Giants' cap situation is going to be a lot better next year. It already is supposed to be, and they're going to—they're probably. I would say I would get rid of Leonard Williams after this year, and I would get rid of Kenny Galladay as well after this year. Yeah, I mean those that. are just two massive contracts. Yeah, you have to get rid of. I am a lot easier to get rid of them next year than this year too. Yeah, well, I'm also curious, like if the Vikings get rid of him next, like after the season. But like the Vikings are going to be in contention for a playoff spot. I I don't see them not being. So like, where do they pivot to? Like, so they drafted Kellen Mond in the third round last year, I think it was. So like, I don't they, know. If, I don't know if Kellen Mond's going to be a, their. Like, do they move guy. to him or do they? You know, I mean, I've seen reports that like they like him. He's looked good, but obviously, you know, I think a lot of people are just yeah. going to say that. So they couldn't pivot. They couldn't draft somebody. I assume they're going to have. They're not, I don't think they're going to be a bottom 10 team this year. I think they have, a, I mean, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, like, Kirk Cousins is solid. Like, a lot better than, I would say he's definitely a top 15 quarterback, probably in that, you know, 11 to 15 range, but that's better than half the teams in the league, so. I would say Cars, I, I, I would say, excuse me, I would say Cousin, Cousin and Carr are, like, the same in the sense that, like, I think their ceiling right now is second is, like, top, is number 10. Like, if yeah, they're oh. top 10, they're, they're 10. Yeah. Like no other. Uh, I saw, I think a fake report duped a bunch of people today. Not a bunch, but a couple that uh, Garoppolo was traded to the Giants. And like, I think, uh, yeah, it was a fake report. But people got duped. Like all of a sudden I see Garoppolo. I'm like, what the fuck? Because um, the, I, I, I knew it had to have been fake right away because the, the Giants are, uh, Joe Shane's smarter than that. I'm not knocking Garoppolo. Honestly, if I was the 49ers, I think I would go with Garoppolo week one. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like that—that that was my big take this off season. And <laughs> thank God I didn't—I didn't overly publicly state it because all of a sudden that they said Trey's their guy. But like I was like, I think Garoppolo is going to be the week one starter because I think I told you this before. Like, and I know I said earlier like they can't get over the hump with Garoppolo, but like. They were one game away last year from making not one but two Super Bowls with Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. 
So, like, if the NFC Championship goes a little bit different last year, so if one quarter, one game, whatever it is, goes different last year, like, I don't know if it would have been any question that Garoppolo is the week one starter. Yeah, I, we've, we've had this conversation, actually. Now that yeah. And I, like, the thing is, is... I and I'm not knocking Garoppolo at all with the Giants thing. I just think the Giants are smarter than that because I think they, the Giants realize, the higher-ups realize this is probably not the year for winning. Like, yeah, this, they're yeah. not going to be contenders this year. I, I, they're not Ooh. stupid in that regard. And Ooh. they Giants have no money. Yeah, no, you Giants have no money to spend. Stupid. It would be stupid for you to do it. And I, I, will, mm-hmm. I will 100% knock Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think you win with him unless the team is perfect. And whether or not you, like, if that that makes him good enough to start, then I, I think that you're doing that wrong. I think that, you know, when push comes to shove in a lot of these games, you need that guy that'll win you games. Like, I mean, look at the Chiefs-Bills game. Like, that was literally decided and, like, ran by Mahomes and Allen. Like, you don't have that. If the Chiefs or Bills don't have that guy, say Mahomes or Allen were, like, only okay good. Like, they were getting absolutely mollywhopped. Like, they were going to get destroyed. And I think that's the thing is, like, you put the Bengals up against the 49ers, like, yeah, I think that the 49ers have a great, like, a really, really good defense, but I think the, I think the Bengals win. And I don't, and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think it's, I don't think it's that good of a game. I think the Bengals would have won because at the end of the game, when it comes down to it, it's like, who are you trusting, Burrow or Garoppolo? I don't care that Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl. I don't care how long he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Burrow, and it's not a question about it. Like, yeah. you could sit there and, like, you know, show me everything Garoppolo's done in his career. He's been to a Super Bowl. They lost that Super Bowl because of him. Like, there's, like, they lost the Super Bowl because he yeah. wasn't good. Plain and simple, he got outplayed by Mahomes. And I don't see, like, I, like at the end of the day, I think, and I'm, maybe I could flame for this, like, for hating on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't really care. Um, You're not like, the only one who hates on Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't seem like a lot of people, a lot of people would agree with you. Yeah, but here's the thing is, like, you get in, like, yeah, like, Trey Lance may have growing pains. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have this. doesn't have that. I understand that completely. But if Trey Lance turns out to be good, then, like, I mean, I think, in my opinion, the 49ers cannot win with Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback. I don't think they, they can win a Super Bowl. They, I think maybe first year he gives them a better chance in the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe he gives them a better chance of winning in the playoffs. Sure. That's definitely, that makes mm-hmm. more sense to me now. But I don't see them winning with him. So, therefore, I think it's a waste of time to even have him. Like, I would rather take the chance on Trey Lance. Like, if I was a 49ers fan, I would rather take the chance on Trey Lance than just have another year of being, oh, we're in the playoffs, oh, we're losing the playoffs, oh, Jimmy G can't, like, show up when we need him the most. Like, the thing is, is, like, sometimes you're going to need a quarterback that can go off for 350 yards, four or five touchdowns, and he, I just don't think he's that guy. Um, And I think we've seen nowadays that, like, you know, defense isn't always enough. Um, obviously, there's outliers where where they are. But is that 49ers defense really that good, like, to, to, to carry a team completely? Like, are you talking, like, are they as good as the Broncos and what was it, with Peyton Manning and 20-whatever? Like, I don't think they're mm-hmm. that good. I think they are very good, but I don't think they are, right. you know, I don't think they're this be-all, end-all. And, you know, I think, like you said before, Elite quarterback play is the answer to almost everything, and Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't provide you that. And so at the yeah. end of the day, you know, you have an injury or two on defense, and your defense only okay. Like you, 
you're, he's not bringing you anywhere. And that's plain and simple. Like, that's the truth. Well, I know. I agree that he's not going to get you over the hump. But, like, the reason why I thought he might start week one was because there were just so many different layers to this. Like, nobody wanted to trade for him. His contract's expensive. Uh, plus, I mean, is there a concrete confirmation that Trey Lance is truly ready? You know, Lance hasn't played yeah. much in three years. But I mean, Lance, Lance played... And won a game. I mean, how much of it was him, but they still won a game. That yeah, but he hasn't played went. much overall. The last yeah, three yeah. years, because that last season in college, he didn't... They, they, I think they played one game in the fall, and then yeah. they decided, let's have this season in the spring. Uh, and I know, it was, I know it was in the spring, because Delaware made the Final Four. They didn't win, but whatever. Um, they had that the FCS season in the spring, and then he didn't he, he didn't play that he he yeah got ready for the draft. But, so he hasn't played much since what 2019. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 a little it, it, that can factor into it. I just I all in all I don't I I don't think like if. The Giants were to trade for Jimmy G, I think it would be an absolute disastrous move because one, they don't have any money, and two, they're not supposed this isn't supposed to be the year of contention or winning many games anyway. And three, if you trade for him, then what do you do with Jones? Have him be a backup? So all of a sudden, within twenty four hours of training camp having already started, or whatever the case may be, all of a sudden it goes from Daniel's team to Jimmy's team in a matter because you're not trading Jones to San Francisco. Right? Like, you wouldn't trade Jones to San Francisco. No. Why would they want him? Exactly. They want, they're not going to want him. So, so Jones isn't part of that trade package for Garoppolo. So he's stuck in New York with Garoppolo there. And so now you have two quarterbacks, and what are you going to have? What's that? And at that point, Jones has no interest in being there. I think if you do that, no. Jones is going to request a trade. Which is fair. Yeah, you're not trading for Garoppolo and paying him whatever, however much he's getting paid this year, which is, like, I already have it up, this freaking, um, uh, he is getting paid $27.5 million per year. I'm not sure what that amounts to for 2023, or 2022, rather. But, um, you're, you know, if you're going to bring, the, you're not trading for Garoppolo to have him be a backup to push Jones. I mean, yeah. you already have, you know, you already have, when it comes to having a backup to push Jones, I mean, Tyra Taylor is perfect for that role. It's not like you're asking him to play. Yeah. You know, it's, you're having him there to put, you know, to push Jones a little bit to play better in training camp and preseason and prove himself. But yeah, that Jimmy G's cap hits just under 27 million for 2022. Yeah. And I think another thing, I'm, I'm, which I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong about Jimmy G starting. I think it'd be very stupid of the 49ers mm-hmm. to start him. But, like, thinking about it, it's like, well, where's he going to go? Like, who will take Carolina. on that contract? <laughs> yeah, <Carolina. right? laughs> what up? <laughs> have the, one, the number one overall pick and the number three overall pick on the same team. And uh, Matt Corral. And Matt Corral, yeah. So, like, who, who is, is going to trade? Desperate to save his job. Matt Rule's desperate to save his job. He'll try any quarterback right now. I mean, he's got three of them. Yeah, he might as well trade for Jimmy G. I'm surprised they he didn't. Like, I feel like Jimmy G is like, I mean, him and Baker. It would be an interesting debate on who's better. I guess, like, since it's close, you go since Baker's cheaper or whatever. But 
I don't know. Like, I, like, but what team would trade for Jimmy G right now? Like, the Seahawks are not Seattle. Like, yeah, but the Seahawks are not. You know, like they're not tanking, but they are tanking because they're starting Drew Lock at quarterback. So, like, you know, I don't think they want him because a the cap hit, and b because I think they want to lose. I think they like. I think they don't want to win games. Like, I don't think they've they won. Seattle has won too much in Reese in the last decade. To the point where they're too proud to sort of say that they're rebuilding. Well, I think I think Pete Carroll should, is is I think he should be done. I think he's I think he's done. I think it's it. I think it's over. I think that little magic he had for those few years is, is all like is all over. I, in my opinion, I don't think he's that. First of all, it was all Russ. Well, Russ is yeah, and Russ is gone now. So mm-hmm. what's he gonna whip up? He's not Pete, Pete Carroll is not you know this all you know like he was a good coach in his prime with the Seahawks, but, like, how much of that was really him? Like, you know, like, it, like you struck goal with, with Russ. If it wasn't for that, would that team have ever really mm-hmm. been relevant? Like, you know? So... I don't... It, it's, it's not like... It's not like Belichick where, like... I think Belichick doesn't get enough credit for the Patriots going 7-9 and nine in 2020 when they had... Uh, Cam Newton and... No, first of all, they hardly had Cam Newton because Cam Newton got COVID, right? And then he was, they had, um, who was it? Um, oh my God, who were the, oh, uh, what's his name? Jared Stidham, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jared Stidham. And, uh, Bill is, in in my opinion, the GOAT. But, like, even you look at, at, like, there's so many, like, coaches that have just always overcome, like, bad situations. Like, and those are the guys that stick around. Like, how many people have been with the team for that long? You look at Tomlin, and you look at Sean Payton, and you look at Bill, and, like, you think, like, yeah. But, like, they've been doing it for how long? Like, yes, they were, like, somewhat riding the coattails of, you know, Drew, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, Drew Brees and and, uh, and Big Ben. But, like, those – you're also talking about quarterbacks that never left. But, like, now you're talking about Pete Carroll, who at Seattle really only started being good because of Russ. And then Russ asked for a trade because basically – Pete Carroll couldn't compose a team anymore. Like, I mean, he, they traded two first for Jamal Adams. So that in and of itself explains that, like, I don't think he's the guy anymore. So I don't mm-hmm. think he's good enough. Like, I understand what you're saying with, like, they're, oh, they have, like, they're being proud. Like, but, like, there's no understandable way to say I would rather have Drew Locke or Geno Smith at quarterback than Jimmy J. Like, you cannot say that to me with, like, a straight face and, like, tell me you're not lying to yourself or to somebody. Like, I don't, like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't love Drew Locke and I don't love Geno Smith. <laughs> I don't love Jimmy either. And I just shit on Jimmy. But like, at the same time, I would take, I would take Jimmy G over Drew Locke. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. The most Pete Carroll move of all time was like having Drew Locke and Geno Smith on the roster. And then they drafted uh Kenneth Walker early second round. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought I was like, Oh, that's typical Pete Carroll. Um, that's typical Seahawks. They, they, they always try to be the running team and it's like, now nah, you have a really, really good quarterback. Like, yeah. at least t- midway through 2020 and before. Like, let him run, let him run the show. It's, it's, it's his yeah. offense. Let him yeah. run the show. They didn't do too well after um, 2015 when they won or before that. After, anytime after. I wonder, that. I wonder if uh, Sean Payton's gonna take the Dallas job in a year. Is that is that a rumor? I haven't really heard that. I mean, like, and it'll it'll be a rumor for the next year, like, because he stepped away 
the thing with Sean Payton is like he's had two he's too experienced as a head coach in this league and he's had too much success where like I don't know if he wants to like rebuild with Jameis or whoever may be the quarterback in New Orleans. Like I think he was just like I, I don't know if he I don't know if he wants to do that. I think he wants to run a team that has an established quarterback like Dallas. Uh, so and uh, he stepped away because he's kind of like over the whole rebuild thing. He just wants to be kind of, you know, influx into a position where he can win already. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's the full decision. But, I mean, and I'm not saying that was any decision. I'm just saying it could be a decision and it would make sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. When you have Drew Brees for – you know, a decade and a half, and you were going to the playoffs every year. I mean, they 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 were the team where like they they were like contenders every year, but just could not get over. the last years of Drew Brees. I'm pretty sure they won like 49 games in four years, and they didn't make a single Super Bowl in those like from like yeah, 2017 to 2020. <laughs> yeah, I think they would. They were the typical. They did get screwed in that uh, <laughs> against the Rams, but um, yeah, but they. I just think Sean Payton doesn't want to, like, rebuild. And, I mean, he, he if that all worked out with Miami, he would have gone there with Brady this offseason. Yeah. If that, like, if that if that big story was true. But, like, and apparently, reportedly, it was a done deal. And it just, I think it was the Brian Flores lawsuit that blew it all up. Yeah. But, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised, but. I mean, I also feel like part of it, like, would somewhat tarnish Sean's, like, you know, legacy with being, you know, like, he mm-hmm. is, like, you think of Sean Payton, you think of the Saints. So it's like, will he, would he leave all that behind and kind of, like, I mean, the Saints fans can't be mad because he was, you know, a very good coach. No. But, you know, would there be, especially if you don't win, especially if you go to, like, Dallas and you don't win, mm-hmm. then, like, you know, would you, it wasn't worth it. Like, you know, I mean, I think, like, obviously going to Miami with Brady, and then obviously, you know, they get Tyreek as well. It's like, that team is, you know, looking really good. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think, I, I think it'd be interesting to see him take it. I'd be, I mean, did he say he was, like, retiring? But he never said that, right? He just said he was stepping away from football. Payton? No, uh, Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. Um, I forget if it was, like, called a retirement, or maybe it was just stepping away. I'd have to look at that. Because that is, like, that is a sort of important language right there. I think that matters. If he says he's retiring, I don't think he comes back. But I I think if he says he's stepping away from football, that always leaves the door open for him to come back. Maybe he comes back to New Orleans. Maybe, 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 uh, (laughs) maybe Jameis is the real deal. Um, I mean, this is like this is like the eighth year in a row in saying that, uh, and then he comes back. You like Jameis? Yeah, I like Jameis. Come on. Me too. I, I like uh, I like uh, yeah, I like him. I like uh, who are some of like the the under the radar quarterbacks that I like. I've always been like somewhat of a Hurts fan, but like I, mm, I don't know. I'm not, I don't I'm, think I don't think he can throw the ball. It's not necessarily that I'm not a Hurts fan. I want to say that it's just. I think the Eagles showed their hand when, like, they were in the talks to trade up to three, like, in 20, when the Jets drafted Wilson's the last draft. Like, mm. once the Eagles were in talks with the Dolphins to trade up there, like, that just 100% showed me that they 
don't like Hurts. And I don't think he did enough last year to show, like, mm-hmm. oh, you should trust me. Like, yes, they made the playoffs, but, like, you look at his stats and it's, like, when you watch him play and it's, like, he's not bad, but he's not, like, the guy. I don't think you can sit there and tell me he's the guy. And a lot of people will sit there and holler and say, oh, you're so stupid. What do you mean Jalen Hurts is good? And a lot of those people only look at fantasy stats. Jalen Hurts, fantastic fantasy player. Fantastic fantasy player. Oh, yeah. But... I could imagine. But when it comes down to it, like, if to if last draft, not this past draft, the draft before, they were looking to trade at the three because they wanted to draft, like, they were going to do it if Zach Wilson was going to be at three. Once it got confirmed the Jets were taking him at two, they were like, all right, we don't want to trade off for Lance. Um, now the question is, does that speak more so on Zach or does that speak more so on Hurts? Like, do you think the Eagles just like Zach that much? Or do you think they were like, we like Zach and we don't like Hurts? Like, what, which mm-hmm. is But, I mean, you look at his stats last year and, like, you watch him play. And, like, I don't think he was terrible, but he wasn't elite. Like, fantasy players and how they actually perform in real life are completely polar opposites. Like, sometimes, like, yeah. Hurts was, what, the number three player in fantasy last year, number three quarterback. Like, he is not a top ten quarterback mm-hmm. at all. And that's – he's – not even really, no. like, you could debate he's not even top 15. So, like... Close. Not even close. So, like, how are you going to, like, how, like, I understand liking him. I like his story, like, with everything happening. He left, you know, he got kicked out of, you know, Bama and went to Oklahoma, and then he took over the starting job and all this. Like, I, I love that story, but I just don't think he's a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Um, no, neither do I. So, but that's, like, the difference... Like, I think Jameis still could be. Like, I still think Jameis, like, could be good enough to be, like, a long-term solution for a team. But I think... Yeah. I mean, but Hurts is younger, so, like, you know, you have... You have it, it, it's hard to say, obviously. Hurts could take a huge step. But I, I, I am not a, you know, I'm not a Hurts truther at all. Um, so, I, 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 me personally, I just don't... I, I think the Eagles will be looking for a new quarterback. And, hey, if you want, mm. funny enough, we were talking about bridge quarterbacks. We were talking about someone that could maybe bring to the playoffs, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was oh, that God. Game. Kirk Cousins was – hey, he's shown that he can make – Back in the NFC East. He can make a – hey, he's shown that he can be the guy for a wide receiver one, maybe the wide receiver one with Justin Jefferson. I mean, you know, what Justin right. Jefferson did in this rookie season and this, and this past season is, you know, I mean, he's already a top five wide receiver in the NFL. So – you pair him with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, that could be a scary duo. Like I think that like them three together, or I guess scary trio. Like I think that could be a really. I think I would be I I would be surprised if that team doesn't at least contend for a playoff spot. Like if they are deciding to move. On. Yeah, one one more reason for Giants fans to potentially worry. That's exactly what they need. Yeah, there's another team in that can be contending. Um, last point before I let you go, so we can go watch the Mets sweep the Yankees. Uh, did you see Saquon's catch <laughs> in practice? I did not. Did he, was it, was of course, of course, all the fans are going nuts. Though he's back, it's 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 his year. Fans love the, and it was a great catch. I'm not gonna like deny it. I mean, there was no coverage. Oh, he's but, a like, player. There's no denying it. But I just love when, like, fans get – I think the Giants social media team loves Saquon clips. Oh, well, I mean, he's it's, so flashy. How could you not 
Well, if if Saquon has like a 15 yard run, it's like, okay, w- w- when is the Giants' Twitter account going to tweet it out? Oh, like, yeah. when are the Giants going to tweet it out? Like, yeah. they could be down 25 to seven, and it's like, okay, when is uh, when are the yeah, Giants I, tweeting it out? I'm, so I'm I'm like a, I'm like very involved in Yankees Twitter, and a lot of Yankees fans are Giants fans, so I see a lot of overlap between the two, and you know, all of them are you know, oh, this is you know Saquon's year, oh, like. Like this tweet, if you still believe in Daniel Jones, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I can't even talk smack because I was there with Darnold, I was there with Sanchez, I was there with so many yeah. talented quarterbacks from the Jets. So like, I understand that you know you're still like holding on and praying that like he could be that guy. And like they always hold on to like his rookie year. We had what was it like 24 touchdowns, but he had like 19 fumbles. <laughs> like I mean that hasn't changed. <laughs> so yeah, you know. I mean, it, it is funny. Like, I didn't see the catch. I just look it up, and you know, I hope Saquon like plays well this year. I hope he stays healthy. I think. You well, know, yeah. So, so, so do so do all like you know, so does a lot of people. So do all Giant fans. I mean, they don't think. You know, I I think you can wish they didn't take him number two, but yeah. and you could then wish that they didn't pick up his fifth year option, which owes him seven million. But I think, and you could. At the same time, root for him to have a good year. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I think it's his last year in New York. Gonna root for him, but I don't think there's right. a debate as to whether or not, like, as to if they should have taken him at two. Like, I think that ship has sailed. Right. I think it's very clear that dude, that was a mistake. I don't think there's and yeah. and to be fair, I just think that's running backs in general. I mean, people are talking smack to the Jets about drafting Brees Hall in the second mm. round. I understand that Brees Hall. You know, coming out, isn't, wasn't as good as Saquon, clearly. But, like, I mean, you're talking about pick 36 to pick two. Like, you're, like, I mean, it's just, and, you know, I obviously think everyone hopes he has a good year, but, I mean, I don't think you can expect it. I don't think you can expect anything out of him at this point, you know, with the injuries and, and everything. I think it's, you know, ship is kind of sailed mm-hmm. on that. Um, yeah. Wish him the best. I hope, I hope, I hope he pops off. You know, I think he's so much fun to watch. That would be cool, but who knows if that... At least it doesn't have a reason to watch. Like, they would be like, oh, at least Saquon's good, instead of, like, having a watch probably not be very great, and just, like, watch a losing team that, you know... I mean, obviously, you have young guys to root for, but, like, you know, if, 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 you know, if you get five games into the season and Jones isn't playing well, then, like, at that point, like, you kind of don't really have a lot to watch for. Obviously, you're going to watch, but... Exactly. Then you know it's coming. Then you know that it's not the year. But I mean, yeah, we're gosh. smart enough to know. It's just a walk. But we're smart enough. You and I are smart enough to know it's not the Giants' year anyway. Yeah. As we sit here late July, like it's not like yeah. you know, it's not like we're. It's not like it's week eight. We're like, dude, I can't believe how bad they are. <laughs> like yeah, we, no, we, we, we like we're like we know. Yeah, like I, I've been trying to be as nice as possible. No, because I am nice. I just, you know, I'm realistic. I mean, yeah, you're definitely nicer than I am. I just ripped Jimmy Garoppolo apart for 10 minutes. Yeah, you, you, it became like the Jimmy Garoppolo, like, hate thread. Yeah, yeah well, I'm sure someone will comment that, like, saying, like, this turned into a Jimmy Garoppolo hate. Like, I mean, hey. So I, I don't know if you could comment on podcast reviews. Actually, I think, yeah, you can. Well, you can if you tweet it out, someone just... will tweet underneath it, like, Jimmy Garoppolo hate, like, I mean, hey, cut it out. If will they have a Will they have a profile picture though? Oh, definitely not. They never zero percent chance. They never do. You can, and you tag me in the tweets anyway, so I was gonna say, make sure you tag me so I could fight this, you know, random schmuck from San Francisco that doesn't have a right. Doesn't, doesn't have, 
This kid from California that's listening to a New York sports podcast. Yeah. He probably just yeah. heard the grapevine kid talk smack about Jimmy G and just has to figure out who it is and, and go off about how Jimmy G is the goat. But any listener we can get, I mean, that's fine though. Yeah. <laughs> if hey, they're I'm, from San Francisco, I'm, hey, fuck people, it. I'll keep doing it. I'll keep I'll keep right. I'll keep talking smack. But I mean, hey, you um, I know you piss off Giants fans all the time because you're very honest with, you know, what you project them to be this year. Yeah, they hate me. Like they don't like they don't hate me, but like they don't know me. But like they people have like they hate your take. You know, yeah. Because well, I no, didn't like Eli's commercial. They hate they hate your take because they know it's true. Like they uh, they that's why they hate it. Yeah. That's usually why people get upset because you know, someone else is giving a take that you know is true, but you refuse to believe. So you try to like deflect, and it's just like, you know, and it becomes yeah. a total shit show. And they're like, "Oh, there's one." Daniel, I'm sure. Hey, I'm sure. Like, someone will say something at some point about how Daniel Jones is good. I'm sure if there's one, if he has like, if he starts up the season with two decent games, someone's gonna come back to you and be like, "Oh, you said Daniel Jones sucks." And like, yeah, like <laughs> last year when he started off pretty good and then all of a sudden it went to, you know, it all went downhill with him yeah. and the injury and everything else and, and him not really playing that well before the injury and like, it's just, I mean, you can get off to a fast start and then, um, go downhill. I mean, look at, uh, look at Russell Wilson, look at Kyler Murray last year. Just, it happens, and but. Pats. He played really good his first three games and then yeah. not, not even on the team. <laughs> and I was like, what, a year ago? To, to like a season a season ago, really? Yeah, exactly. Panthers went three and zero with Sam Darnold. Yeah, they did, and he looked good. And people were like, "Oh my God, it was the Jets! It was the Jets!" And then he was atrocious. For their- and then it was, and then it was like, "Oh, well, there it is." Um, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. As always, uh, it's it's going to be a weekly thing now. It's here. Finally, been- we can do recaps or you know talk and- about. We can complain every every week. I, 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 it's always the season of complaining here. When it's, yeah. Oh well, it'll no be matter what month it is. Apple will have like a good game at some point, and I'll just basically just be way over the top about how great he is. I'll ta- I'll, I'll have you take over the show then. If that's the case. Oh, I'll have yeah. it'll be. I'll be bringing up every throw that he had. I'll like <laughs> want to watch the game probably six times over before we even talk about it. Like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. But thanks a lot, man, um, as always, and um, talk to you next week. Sounds good. Cool, and if you've uh, made it this far, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 112. I did look it up during the show, 112 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Honey, with my co-host, Robert Lettinen. You can follow us on Twitter, at Robert Lettinen, or at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y, or follow both of us. That's probably recommended. Uh, listen to, subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever in the world you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, talk to you guys next week.